the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, look out. It's Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Hey, we love what uh, Eastern European Mission guys uh, do. And uh, we have talked to Dirk Smith, the VP of EEM, many times. Uh, sadly, he, he lost his wife just recently. But filling in uh, the A-team here, Bob Burkle, who's the president of EEM. Bob, how are you? I'm, I'm doing great. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate this opportunity to visit with you guys. Good to have you. And uh, we have uh, had uh, Dirk on many, many times. And, and we know and uh, what you guys have been doing even before the Ukrainian war, the conflict. And uh, we just appreciate all that you do. Before we went live, you shared a little story, a personal story, how God did just something miraculous in your life. You want to share that about having COVID and um, being put in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, this I'm coming up on my second anniversary of uh, recovering from COVID. I had um, contracted COVID just at the end of January and had to go into the hospital. And at that point in time, I was very, very sick with uh, viral pneumonia, uh, bacterial pneumonia, and COVID. And at the time, I didn't realize how, how bad it was. My pulse ox was 73, which, if you know anything about that, uh, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. You, sh- you shouldn't even be walking. And uh, I go to the hospital, check in, and, and um, it over the next day or two, it became very, very bad. I was put on supplemental oxygen, something called high flow, that normally you'd get like somewhere between three and 10 liters a minute. I was on 60 liters a minute and wow. just a, a steps away from being innovated, and, and um, that was not good. And so uh, that second night, I, I, I called Dirk, and Dirk uh, mobilized people around the world to start praying for me, and uh, I, I did myself. And then finally, at 3 in the morning, I, I finished my prayer, and I basically delegated the decision to God, saying, hey, it's your, it's your decision. Whether I live or die, uh, I, I'm at peace with either one. Uh, but quite honestly, I prefer to live so I can continue to work and, and help EM and, and you know get Bibles out. I said, my only request is tell me soon. And at that point in time, literally, when I finished saying that, the nurse shook me awake and said, Mr. Burkle, Mr. Burkle, uh, we need to go down and have a CT scan done immediately. And I said, why? And she said, well, over the last six hours, and she didn't realize that, it was the time that the prayer vigil had begun. Uh, my pulse oxygen, uh, or, or my requirement for oxygen, supplemental oxygen, had gone from 60 liters a minute down to 30. And she said, we can't explain this. We have never mm-hmm. seen this in the hospital before. Mm-hmm. And the and the doctors are totally baffled. And, and that's the only thing we can, we can figure out. And I started laughing and crying at the same time. I said, you know, God just answered my prayers. And they just looked at me kind of like I was stupid or something. Or, <laughs> and, and, uh, and so nine days later, you know, I, I get out of the hospital, no supplemental oxygen. I go to the pulmonologist. Everything's fine, you know. And uh, here I am today. And so uh, it's it's miraculous, I would say, that, that, that I'm here. And uh, one of the other things that was interesting is after that, three days later, if you remember, uh, at, at that point in time, there's a huge 
ice storm, uh, a polar vortex that hit the, the Texas area, which mm -hmm. caused us to lose power. We lost power, we lost water, we lost everything. And uh, my swimming pool pack uh, had four inches of ice on it. I mean, mm -hmm. and, and, and to me, when I look at what's going on in Ukraine right now with the war and with, with, with the people being savaged over there, uh, I have just a bare glimpse of, of what life must be like and, and which is why it, it's touched my heart and touched the heart of uh, the people at EEM to try to do something humanitarian wise as well as uh, providing Bibles and biblical literature to the people over there who are, are requesting it. Wow, what a story of how God uh, miraculously saved you. Uh, so talk about a little bit more about the humanitarian. I mean, now EEM usually is uh, all about sending Bibles to to unreached areas and people who, who don't have them, but also the humanitarian aid that you're giving now. Talk about what you guys are doing in Ukraine. Okay, let me frame this in context a little bit uh, for those who may not be aware of EEM. Since 1961, we've been putting Bibles and biblical literature into typically countries that were behind what was called the Iron Curtain. And from that, we've developed a relationship with quite a number of different people uh, and ministries and, and organizations, uh, even within the government. And, and uh, over the last few years, for example, uh, we had started and developed a really good relationship with, with the schools. And... Uh, Currently, approximately 75% of the schools have Bibles and biblical literature. And, and from that uh, and the good relationships we had, we saw the animosity that continued to build between uh, Russia and, and Ukraine and, and finally the, the invasions that happened in Crimea and then the Donetsk region, which caused us to evacuate our, our operation there and move to Kiev. And then just this latest uh, war that broke out in, on February 24th, about a year ago. And from that, we saw the absolute destruction and horror of the war that went on. And people were coming to us and, and saying, listen, uh, we need to have humanitarian aid as well. And so what we did is, is we did a quick, I guess you call it a turn or at least a, a adjunct to putting the Bibles and the biblical literature out there to actually moving into the humanitarian aid as, uh, assistance as well. And so last year we were able to raise uh, approximately $1.8 million, which uh, we were able to identify and transfer through known partners. I mean, we established a procedure to, to monitor and get feedback and, and we just get story after story about what is going on over there. And so what we've been able to do is help provide food, water, electricity, transportation, uh, and, and things like that to, to people that are in need. What, what is interesting to us too is, is oftentimes when uh, after someone had that, their basic needs uh, satisfied, they'd, they'd ask for a Bible. And, mm -hmm. and in fact, uh, that, that's, that was very, very important to them because in, in addition to we're seeing a physical war going on, there's actually a spiritual war uh, underway as well. And, mm. and, and we're trying to be able to provide aid and comfort in both those areas. Bob Barkle with us, the president of EEM. We're talking about the humani humanitarian aid that they are supplying with, their, with generous gifts uh, to EEM to the folks in, in the Ukraine. Now, Bob, being unfamiliar with the weather in, in Ukraine, now here in Georgia, it can be 71 day, for 20 <laughs> the next day, and then back up to 70, 75, just depends. So it's all good here. You know, we don't struggle much at all. But describe kind of what a, an average winter would look like. I know Ukraine's a pretty big mass of, of land, but where you're talking about, what's winter look like? 
Well, winter is different. Uh, if you take a look at where Ukraine is, it's much further north than we are uh, on the globe. And and so their winters, typically in the east, where the fighting's going on right now, can be absolutely brutal. I mean, sub-zero temperatures, heavy snows and things like that. And some of the prayers we've been offering are, God, make it a easier winter and, and uh, for these people so they can at least survive. And mm. and uh, right now, some of the Western Europeans are complaining because there's no snow on the slopes. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's been warmer than usual. Yesterday here in the United, in Texas, uh, we're talking about, you know, in January, it was 85 degrees. It was oh, the gosh. highest ever recorded. And, and so perhaps wow. uh, God's answering first. Now, that's not to minimize what's going on. Um, right, in, right. in one of the areas we, we were supporting, which is usually very, very uh, cold in western Ukraine, um, the, the temperature, the low temperature was 34 and the high was like 42. And mm-hmm. so that's still cold, but it's not it's not dangerously cold. Right. And, and so what we're seeing is, is, is people are getting by. Things, things are frozen. But what you have to continue to factor is the continue continuing and relentless bombing of the power and infrastructure grid that's going on by the Russians to the Ukrainians. Bob, talk about uh, how folks you know, can get involved with you and, and help what you guys are doing and, and help the mission. Okay. Uh, if, uh, if, if you want to support us, number one, uh, please pray for Ukraine. Uh, mm-hmm. The power of prayer is undeniable and, and absolutely needed. And, and pray earnestly and fervently that this war can end and, and that, that people can get back to some sense of normalcy. Uh, the second thing is uh, financially uh, is the best way of doing it. Uh, that even if we did raise a lot of materials here, it might take us six weeks to get food, clothing, blankets, et cetera, to them. And mm-hmm. what we do now is, is is we actually purchase the material, either in Ukraine or some of the surrounding countries, and get it in there more quickly. If you go to our website, which is EEM, the letter E, the letter E, the letter M, dot O-R-G, and then in the upper right-hand corner, there's a, a box, and you click, it's called Ukraine Aid, and you can make a donation to and through that particular link that's on our website. Bob Burkle, president of EEM, as he mentioned, eem.org, help in any way you can. And uh, Bob, we love, thank you for sharing that story about what happened to you in the hospital. Sounds like a book or a movie coming out. I don't know if you've thought about doing anything like that, but it certainly is touching lives when you uh, share that. Give our love to Dirk and his family, if you will, if you see them uh, here real soon. We'd love to have you back. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 